0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shootin' the Sports podcast with Ebony and Ivory. My name's Jonathan. I'm the Ebony. And my name's Nick, and I'm the Ivory. Welcome into episode 11. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about that crazy game one of the Stanley Cup Finals last night. We're going to preview game six of the NBA Finals, which takes place tonight in Boston. And then we're going to finish the episode up with a fun little five-round fantasy draft where John and I will draft teams of the most iconic Fictional sports characters ever. So make sure you stick around for that one. Yeah, that. Make sure you stick around for that one. It should be a lot of fun. Um, Let's start things off with the Stanley Cup finals. Last night, great game. Amazing game. Um, game Yeah, epic game. Lightning, Avalanche. Avalanche are leading it one to nothing now. Uh, They took game one, four to three in overtime. I mean, we got two of the favorites. Playing for a Stanley Cup, so it's really not getting it much better than that.
1: The Avalanche the Avalanche pulled it out.
0: You know what? It, that game honestly could have gone either way. Um, I'm going to take Avalanche in seven. I, I, I said that to my dad last night. He He wanted to put five on it. I wouldn't say I'm confident enough to put money on that, but there's just something about this Avalanche team. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about them that I like and that I just something I see in them I I don't really know what it is but
1: well I'm going to agree with you in the seven but I actually was talking to one of my friends the other night and I think it's going to be Tampa Bay in seven I think their offense is just too filthy and you know I know we always say defense wins championships but in the NHL it's offense and I've got Tampa in seven
0: yeah I like I said i I think this is this is going to go either way. Um, I wouldn't say I'm confident enough to put five dollars on that. You know the Avalanche in seven, but I do think I do think this game's the series is going to go seven games, and it's going to be a it's going to be a dogfight till the end. Um, In case you missed game one, though, the Avalanche scored the first two goals, and they looked to be in control early on, and honestly looked like they were going to run away with it. Uh, But the Lightning came back; they tied it, or uh, excuse me, scored a goal, made it two to one. Avalanche added another, made it three to one. And at this point, I was thinking, okay, well, the Lightning are just going to chalk this one up and, you know, come back for game two. But Lightning came back and scored two goals in 48 seconds to tie the game in the second period. And it was one hell of a stretch. I mean, one second, you know, they're scoring a goal. They passed the puck around a few times. And I don't even think that puck changed possessions more than twice. And they, they came right back down and scored again. Uh, but the third period, though, neither team scored there, but there were 27 shots on goal combined. Just so much action. If you like action, tune into the Stanley Cup Finals because
1: also like game one had plenty of Shout out to the oh. goalies for that with that many shots and
0: Absolutely. the they were
1: taking every single period. Like they Absolutely, made-
0: especially in that third period. Like I said, 27 combined between the two teams. Those goalies definitely earned their paychecks for that game. 100%. But then, like we said earlier, the game went into overtime. That lasted a whole 83 seconds before Borowski scored the game winner for Colorado. His playoff experience with Washington, winning a Stanley Cup with them, that really came in handy for them. Uh, He just knew what to do. They fired the puck on net a few times, and you kind of got the sense that overtime was not going to last that long. I really, right when the teams, when the puck dropped for overtime, right when the teams started skating, it didn't seem like that overtime was going to last too long.
1: I'll be honest with you. I think what this is going to come down to is exactly what we saw last night. I think it's whoever's going to get more opportunities and whoever's going to get the puck last, like bottom line, that's what it's going to come down to in my opinion throughout this entire series.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Um, You know, Tampa's looking to become the first, first major sport team since the 2000, 2002 stretch that the Lakers did First three Pete um, in major sports, since then, it's going to be a tough battle now for them. You know they have this young Colorado team. I think everybody kind of thought Tampa was going to come in and you know, run through this series pretty easily with their experience. But the avalanche, like I said, there's just something about them, and I, I think it's Nathan McKinnon's time. I think it's time, his time to ascend into that upper echelon of, of players and really become the new, the new face of the league. And you know, it's, it's funny over the last, uh, the last weekend I was watching one of the games and I got into a little debate with a friend of mine, um, when I compared Nathan McKinnon to Sidney Crosby and for context, what I was saying was Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid, in my opinion, are the new Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. Now with him being a big Penguins fan, he obviously took offense to that, that comparison and he told me, he said, never, never compare you know, Nathan McKinnon to Sidney Crosby again. Now, I just want to be clear. I am not saying that Nathan McKinnon is better than Sidney Crosby. That is not what I'm saying. But when you compare their playoff stats, Nathan McKinnon has a higher points per game average, 1.36 to Crosby's 1.11. And through their first 64 playoff games, Nathan McKinnon has one more point than Sidney Crosby. Now I'm a huge, I was a huge Crosby fan when he was, when he was in his prime. I, I, Love the Penguins. Him and Malkin were a lot of fun to watch. And again, I'm not saying that McKinnon is better. I just want to show you that that comparison, when you break it down, really is not that crazy of a comparison. Their stats are very similar, and McKinnon actually has a slight edge in that category.
1: Yeah. I guess I'm just trying to think about it, and that's why I'm pausing, because mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, but it's hard to compare. To me, he is the great one of our generation. You know Absolutely, what
0: I mean? no argument. No it's argument hard to
1: make that comparison. Um, that's I, I like get it. To compare someone to Alex Ovechkin because I'm a big Caps fan. So, it, it I, I hear what you're saying. I understand it, but again, in my opinion, he's the great one in our era. So it's hard to compare him to anyone.
0: No, I, I, I totally understand. And like I said, I'm just my only. The only comparison I was making was that McKinnon and McDavid are the new. Ovechkin and Crosby of this generation. And that's I just wanted to throw out a couple stats to back up that comparison that it's not that crazy to think about considering, like I said, through their first 64 playoff games of their careers, McKinnon has one more point than Crosby. Now, again, that, that's pretty close, but you know, time will tell and we'll see, we'll see where Nathan McKinnon, you know, where he ranks on that all time list when it's all said and done. Uh, but game two is going to be Saturday night in Colorado Again, if you like action, stick around for that. Stick around for that because that is, it's game two. If it's anything like game one, if it's half as good as game one, it will not be short on action. One Last thing, fun fact. Did you know that the Stanley Cup holds 14 12-ounce cans of beer?
1: Oh, why am I not going to this game?
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah I found that out today. That's uh, kind of a fun fact. I don't know if anybody knew that. I just learned that today. And that is coming straight from the guy whose job title is keeper of the cup. We will talk this, about
1: that later because I want to know how much this guy gets paid. That the is this man's job
0: program. title. We will we will look that up and talk about that later on. I can but imagine yes, imagine
1: applying for a job and looking at your resume.
0: So I see you were keeper of the cup for two years. I don't even know how you'd put that on a resume. Yeah, I don't know how you'd explain that one, but. Yeah, that's that man's job title, and that's coming straight from him. 14 12 ounce cans of beer. So fun fact for the day. (laughs) Uh, before we move on to before we move on to the NBA finals, though, uh, I did want to mention this at the beginning, completely lost track of it. um, but I did want to throw something out there. I seen some comments earlier uh, that Tyreek Hill made regarding Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I don't know if you've seen this, but
1: Twitter shout out. You're just trying to give a Twitter shout
0: out. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not even going to post this on Twitter. We're, we're we're not even on Twitter, first of all. We we should be, but we're not yet. But I I just want to I just want to touch touch on this a little bit. Now, his comments were essentially being critical of Mahomes and the Chiefs, and he said that basically the Chiefs and Mahomes might struggle without him, and that he was underutilized last season in Kansas City. Now, I had the man on my fantasy team, and if he was underutilized. They fooled me because he had a career-high 111 catches, so I don't think you could consider that being underutilized, but hey, he's entitled to his opinion. But I just want to go on record and say that I feel like Tyreek Hill is being a little bit of a prima donna here.
1: Here's what I'm going to say, okay? I'm not going to argue his stats. I do not think he was underutilized. Let me go on record and say I agree with you on that. All right? Where I disagree is I don't think he's being a prima donna and saying the Chiefs will struggle. Because when in doubt, it was him or Travis Kelsey as their safety blanket. When they couldn't get anything going, and you can stat check me, I'm pretty sure this man's yards after catch is pretty ridiculous because he's either going bomb or he's going a screen and just taking it to the house. So I don't agree with the Chiefs not struggling. I think they will struggle without him. Um, But yes, I agree with you. Uh, Him saying he was underutilized is ridiculous.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, had him on my fantasy team and that man put up points every single week. A couple more things. Sue Bird announced she's retiring at the end of the year. If you follow women's basketball at all, Sue Bird has been around for basically she's the LeBron of the NBA in that sense. She's done it for 20 something seasons. Um, Shout out to her. Good luck with everything moving forward. And one last thing.
1: Legend Legend Sue Bird.
0: Legend. Legend. Uh, One last thing to Serena Williams. She announced that she is going to play at Wimbledon this year. Has not competed since getting hurt at Wimbledon last year. Um, And this one has a little bit of a Tiger-esque feel to it for me. Very similar to the 2018 Masters when Tiger came back and won. Not saying that Serena's going to win, but Definitely something to keep an eye on and definitely rooting for her to perform well.
1: Serena definitely gives me the, Serena Williams for sure gives me the Tiger S feel. Um, She doesn't like to lose. She doesn't lose. Um, She's just, she's just the goat. Like there's no other way to put it. And a lot like Tiger, I don't care how hurt she is. I don't care what she's got going on in in her life. It's very, very hard for me to bet against Serena, let alone any of the Williams sisters. So Yeah, I hope she does it.
0: 100%. Let's move on to the NBA Finals. Game six is tonight in Boston. Warriors are leading it three to two. And John, I said it from the beginning dubs and six. And I'm going to say it again dubs and six.
1: You did say that. And I'd also like to go on record as much as it pains me. Also, this is also the game where Clay takes over as well. Clay game six.
0: You know, I'm I'm glad you brought up Game Six Clay. I was gonna wait a few minutes and talk about that in a few. Um, but since you brought up Game Six Clay, he's gonna show up tonight, and there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to. He's already averaging eighteen in the finals, thirty-seven percent from the line from three. Uh, that's not great for him, but peep this, the last six excuse me, the last game six versus Memphis, he had thirty points with eight threes. The last two closeout games for the Warriors, he's had eight threes. Since two thousand and sixteen, in game sixes, he has scored less than twenty five points one time, and that was in two thousand nineteen against the Clippers.
1: And tell our viewers, I agree. I did agree originally. Nick had, uh, I think, I had the, no, I had the Warriors in five. I yep. changed to six after the first game. Let me be honest, we call it like we see it here on this podcast, but the reason I roll my eyes at Nick is because I really want to see Boston get this one. I really like Jason Tatum. I like everything um, that, you know, that entire team has been about since they hired um, that coach, uh, Brad Stevens, and he moved up into management. Like, I've loved Celtics since then, uh, which is Absolutely. a weird thing to say because I'm a Lakers fan. So I do think the Dubs take care of business tonight, but I'm crossing my fingers for Game 7.
0: Yeah. That's similar to me being a Duke fan. And I actually, I like Kentucky. I root for Kentucky on the side sometimes. And that's kind of taboo. If you're a Duke fan and yeah, yeah the and, out of your mouth. I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, I, I, it doesn't, I don't mind it because like I said, I like Kentucky. I've, I got love for Kentucky. I had a friend that went there. Um, I've been to their campus. It's very nice. So yeah, that, that doesn't bother me. I'll never root for the other school, but No matter who goes there, no matter what happens, but you know, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, speaking of the Celtics and Jason Tatum, being a Duke fan, obviously I would love to see Jason Tatum get the job done and the Celtics get it done. I'm just personally, I'm a fan of the Warriors. I like their style of basketball and that trio, Steph, Clay and Draymond, they're just, they're so much fun to watch and they just became the winningest trio, winningest all NBA trio in NBA Finals history, they have 20 wins now as a trio passing the legendary Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili. Now, we all know that the three of them were, were goats. For sure. So that just, that just goes to show you what the Warriors are doing right now and what they've been doing over the last few years and how dominant they've been. Um, but, you know, the Celtics are doing a great job of guarding Steph. He's, somehow he's still averaging 30 plus points a game and shooting over 41% from three. But if you've watched even five or ten minutes of that series at all so far, you've seen Steph get double-teamed, triple-teamed. Every time he goes around a screen, they're blitzing right at him, throwing two or three guys at him. Somehow he's still scoring. I don't know how, but it just hats off to him. Just goes to show you how how dominant he is and how how talented he is. And- yeah, like
1: I said, I love the Dubs. I love what they do, um, even being a Lakers fan. Like I said, I'm just a big fan of the Celtics and what they've done over the last couple of years. So, uh, like I said, I think the Dubs are going to take care of business. You brought up every point, including, me as I roll my eyes, your clay game six, because I know what that does. But, like I said, I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying for a game seven, but I agree. I think the Dubs take care of business tonight and uh, get another championship.
0: Yeah, and if Game 7, you know, obviously, Game 7, if necessary, that'll be Sunday night uh, at 7 o'clock Central Time in San Francisco. I hope it doesn't get that far because anything can happen in a Game 7.
1: Anything so can happen. It's in a one-and-done.
0: The most random person could get hot. You know, look at look at the NCAA tournament. Game 7s in the NBA are equivalent to March Madness. It's, it's one game. Anything can happen. The most random bench player could get hot and score 25 points, and that is the difference maker in the game.
1: I mean, I believe so, the Celtics did it the other night, so, I mean, that's a perfect
0: example. Yeah, they did it. They did it in game one. That's how they won game one. Three of their bench players, not necessarily all bench players. Um, I think one or two of them start, but three guys that don't generally score that are more role players all had 20-plus points, and when you have three role players score 20-plus, you're gonna win a lot of games, so 100%. Game six tonight in Boston. It's gonna be a good one. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. I'm ready. Calling it right now. Clay Thompson, 28 points. He's gonna hit Ooh. six threes.
1: Mark that. So 28 points. I'm sorry.
0: How many threes? 28 points. He's gonna hit six threes, okay. and the Dubs Dubs are gonna win 114 to 104.
1: And just so you guys know, this will be going out. Um, if you're listening to it right now, this will go out before game six, but the next time we record, we will have a new NBA championship champion, whether that be tonight or Sunday.
0: Yep. We will talk about who won the championship. Um, preview next Thursday is going to be the NBA draft. Personally, my favorite day of the year. Uh, That's so I'm Christmas. definitely, definitely as my Christmas. So I'm definitely going to be talking about that again. Like I said, we will talk about who won the finals at, because at that point we will have a new champion. It's going to be exciting. Make sure you stay tuned for that game tonight. Like I said, Clay's 28 63s 114 104 my prediction for game 6 tonight. Y'all
1: heard it here first. The man's either going to be a genius or you can call him out.
0: If I am right, I am going to buy a lottery ticket and hopefully try my luck with that. <laughs> but moving on, this is going to be this is going to be fun. This is something there's an idea that I came up with. A couple days ago when I was driving home from work and I thought about all of the iconic sports characters throughout history and all the sports movies that are out there. And I thought of this idea that we could do some type of fantasy draft to pick our own five. Kind of borrowed this idea, uh, JJ Reddick's podcast, The Old Man and the Three. They do something similar with some of their guests once in a while. They'll do random fantasy drafts for random things. Uh, so this is kind of a kind of borrowing this idea from them. But we're going to start off. It's going to be a snake draft. If anybody does fantasy football or anything like that, you'll understand how a snake draft works. John's going to have the first pick. I will finish up the first round. I will take my first pick in the second round. Then John will take his second round pick. Start the third round, so on and so forth. So John, first pick, the most iconic fictional sports character of all time this is a big pick here this is a huge a pick, pick for you It's a huge um, pick for you because this is solidifying that oof. whoever you pick and whoever comes out of your mouth next is the most iconic fictional sports character ever so for me
1: it, it was difficult um you know you can make arguments a bunch of different ways but When he first came out in this movie, and even still to this day, and I'm a firm believer that even 10, 15, 20 years from now, he's still going to be that guy. Julius Campbell,
0: remember the Titans. Really? Really? Yes. Okay. Not who I thought you were going to choose. I I I respect it. I respect Um, it.
1: I'll tell you why. Um, We're talking iconic. I understand there's a lot of iconic out there. But for me, when I think iconic, I think anyone can relate. I think little boys, little girls, adults, teenagers, anyone that's picked up a football, anyone who's ever dealt with, you know, people judging them and everything. I think he's just that iconic sports star. He brings it all together. And not to mention the man was Ray Lewis on the field.
0: Okay. Okay. I I don't hate it. Not who I would have taken with my first overall pick. Um, I think there's a few a few out there that come to mind for everyone when they think of sports movies or sports characters. Uh, for, so for my first pick, I'm actually going to get my first and second here, which is nice. Um, but first overall, for me personally, now this might not be everyone's choice, <laughs> but this is my personal choice. Number one overall has to be none other than Happy Gilmore. Oh, I don't see a world where Happy Gilmore is not a first-round draft pick in any type of fictional sports world. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Happy Gilmore. Okay, I don't hate it. Again, in my opinion, Happy Gilmore has always been a classic. There are lines from that movie that I hear people repeat still to this day. Um, When I play golf... If we don't say at least one line from Happy Gilmore, it's, it's a waste of a day. So for me, like I said, it has to be Happy Gilmore. And for my second pick, it has to be Rocky. Mm. I feel like Rocky is the mm. most iconic sport fictional sports character of all time. So like I said, he deserved to go in the first round. Shame on both of us. But for Game me us. personally, had to be Happy Gilmore. I'm very confident with Rocky leading off the second round, though.
1: So I'm actually going to stay in your same sport of boxing with my second round pick. So it's really interesting that you went Rocky. Um, I'm going to go with a character that, in my opinion, was Rocky before Rocky was Rocky. I'm going to go with Jake LaMotta from Raging Bull.
0: Okay. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever seen Raging Bull.
1: Oh my gosh, Robert De Niro in that movie. It 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 was it was I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was boxing movies before boxing movies became a thing. It was Rocky before it became Rocky. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go Jeff Model. Going to going into going into into the third round. I'm gonna pick one of my personal favorites. One of my personal favorite movies of all time, second to Another movie I'm sure one of us will get into at some point. I'm going to go quarterback Willie Steeman Beeman from Any Given Sunday.
0: I like it. I like it. That is a solid pick. That is a very solid pick.
1: I mean, The Man was, that was, that was one of the roughest sports movies I've ever seen as far as, you know, just the way they did the violence of the, of the sport and everything like that. And I think, in my opinion, one of the most underrated football movies. Um, Great, great, great movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It is not Remember the Titans. Let me just throw that out there right now. Um, but great movie. Jamie Foxx was great in it.
0: I, ha- I have to be honest. I I really underestimated you when it came to the all-time portion of this this fantasy draft. Because most of mine, okay, I mean, a few of mine are are a little bit later on, but for the most part... I didn't put too many, I don't have too many on my list from older movies like Raging Bull. Um I know I know Bull Durham, you know that that's a that was a big one from back in the day. I, I, I didn't really go too far back in history. Um and I, I think that's something I underestimated from you. Like I said, I respect the pick. It's definitely a good one. Definitely a good one. Not for me, again, for me personally, not a movie that I probably would put in my in my top, you know top five or a character I would put in my top five, but very solid pick, very solid pick. Can't be mad at that at all.
1: So I believe you are, uh, we're in the back half of
0: the third round, back half of the third round. And it's nice because my order is still intact and I'm very happy, very happy to have my third pick here in the third round, right where I had him slotted. And that is Bobby Boucher from the water boy. Damn it. Linebacker from Louisiana. Damn it. That boy, that boy was bad. And honestly, you, you probably should have taken him with one of those last two picks and be able to snag him in the fourth. You you probably, you, 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 I I can tell you this. You definitely would have gotten Lamata in the fourth or fifth. You should have put Bobby Boucher up there because you knew Bobby Boucher, water boy. What was not to like about this guy and this movie? I mean, this movie was, it's another Adam Sandler movie just iconic movie. The lines in there are just, if you don't know a line from the water boy, like what, what are we doing here? You know, everybody knows at least one line from the water boy. I can probably recite the entire movie to you, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, (laughs) I I think Bobby Boucher, if you think of Adam Sandler movies, chances are, you're probably going to think of happy Gilmore and the water boy. And even still to this day, most of the time, if you're around the right, the right crowd, you have a bottle of water. Somebody's going to come up to you or they're going to shout across the room, water sucks. Let's just be honest. We've all done it. 100%. We've all done it. I still hear people do it to this day. So for that reason, he's in my top three. That's going to bring me to the first pick of the fourth round. And this one, I, I kind of went back and forth on this one. I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be able to get my last pick in the fifth round. So I'm, going, oh, to put, All I'm right. going to put this pick out there. I, I still have this person ranked fourth ahead of the other person, even though I feel like my fifth rounder should go here. All right. I'm going to go with Charlie Conway from the Mighty Ducks. Ooh,
1: I like it. I like now, it a lot.
0: Even if you don't play hockey, I never played hockey, but even if you don't play hockey, I think kids and people still have tried that triple deke. Whether it was with a broom, if you're sweeping the floor, you know, whatever the case some is.
1: Tried the flying V, some the, flying v the flying
0: V. You know, you could even make an argument that Coach Bombay deserves to be, you know, in the top ten. But for me, it was always Charlie. He was the star of the show. He was the team captain. He makes makes the triple deak at the end. Sorry if you haven't seen it, but it's been way too long that that movie's I will been out, argue so you should have it by now.
1: Argue, I could argue that Adam Banks is before him because not only did that man come and help make that team better in the second movie, he then was able to come back from a very big wrist injury and still help them win.
0: You know, I, I don't hate that. Banks would definitely be a good one, but not to mention he came back and
1: played JV in the third movie after making varsity.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you. I Adam Banks would definitely be the second one on my list from that movie, but to me it, it has to be Charlie. Like I said, he was, he was the, he was coach Bombay's favorite at the beginning. Coach Bombay dates his mom. He tries the triple deke, which was, which was coach's move. And he's the team captain throughout all of the movies. He's the star of the show essentially, you know? So for me, it has to be Charlie Conway. And and, and for me personally, growing up, I always wanted a Charlie Conway Jersey, never played hockey a day in my life, but always wanted a Charlie Conway Jersey. He was just, he was, he was the man of that, of that movie in that whole series.
1: Well, so if we're going my last pick of the fourth round, I kind of know who your fifth pick is going to be and I could ruin it. I I really could with these next two picks, but I'm going to stick to my script because I I, I have a feeling that we're going to one of our favorite sports movies for your fifth rounder, but I'm not going to ruin it for you. So with my fourth pick, I'm going to go with the very first basketball movie I ever saw. Loved it. Thought it was great. Loved the actor Woody Harrelson. I'm going Billy Hoyle from White Man Can't Jump.
0: Yes, I love that pick. Billy is on my list. He's a little further down as a kind of an insurance policy in case my other ones got picked. But I love the Billy Hoyle pick.
1: I mean, that was that was my for one of my first basketball movies. Um, the the man the man hustled. He hustled and he was good. Now going to my fifth pick, which your fifth pick will probably be from the same movie. Would like to also state that this movie is probably Nick and I's favorite sports movie of all time. A lot of people would disagree with us, but we love the comedy aspect to it. We could literally put this movie all day. I'm going Jonathan, the mox moxon from varsity blues.
0: I like it. I like it. And yes, for the record, Favorite movie of all time, Varsity Blues. I know a lot of people, probably everyone will disagree with that. There's plenty of, and I agree, there are probably plenty of other better movies out there. But this one for me, it has the sports aspect, like he said. It's got the comedy. I, I like the pick. Mox was clearly the favorite, the the star of that show. He, was, he took over for Paul Walker's character. Leads that team. I, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be honest though my last pick is not from varsity blues oh man now, I expected it to be I know you expected uh, one yeah. of my picks to be i do have I do have an honorable mention listed afterwards that I do wanna mention um All right. I got a couple as well but if we're if we're picking the top five, I kinda went as a whole. Yes, for me personally, it would probably be, probably be Tweeter from Varsity Blues. He would probably be cool. my top five. But this person has to go on the list, played by the beautiful Gina Davis, Dottie Hinson from A League of Their Own, and there's many reasons why she is my fifth and final pick. Not only was her character great, not only was Tom Hanks a star in this movie that made this movie iconic, but the movie is about the Rockford peaches. I happen to live in Rockford, Illinois, where the peaches played in the 40s. This movie is everything where I'm from. Growing up with this movie being as popular as it was being from Rockford, it it was everything. This movie was huge, a huge part of my childhood, a huge part of my life growing up. And there's a lot of great parts in there, you know, that she has. You know, there's the scene where her and Tom Hanks are—they throw in a a little dip in the in the dugout, and he's teaching her how to spit big globs of big globs of dip, and it it just it's hilarious. You know, Madonna's in there, Rosie O'Donnell. That whole movie is just a classic. But Dottie Hinson was clearly the star. Gina Davis was great in that movie. So my fifth and final pick is going to be Dottie Hinson.
1: Oh, I do want to mention my first honorable mention. Um comes from that same realm of baseball. Um, how do we not talk about Ricky Vaughn from Wild Thing?
0: Ricky Vaughn, he a hey, he's he's a, towards the bottom of my list as well. He definitely made the list. Gotta mention Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn.
1: Gotta mention Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn.
0: Who's your mm-hmm. other
1: honorable mention?
0: My honorable mentions I had some more on on towards the bottom of my list, but my honorable mentions for this were Daniel LaRusso from the Karate Kid. I think the iconic nature of that movie just in general, he deserves to be mentioned here. Him and Mr. Miyagi, you can make the argument Mr. Miyagi is more of an iconic figure than Daniel LaRusso, but we got to go with LaRusso, especially with the popularity of Cobra Kai now. But my other honorable mention is the whole team from Varsity Blues. Lance Harbor, your pick John Moxon, did make the list so we can take him out of the honorable mention category. So we'll say Lance Harbor... Wendell Brown, Tweeter, Billy Bob, Coach Bud Kilmer. That movie, like I said, my favorite of all time. Everything about that movie is epic. All of the parts are played wonderfully. You know, Paul Walker was great in there. Bud R. Kilmer. RIP Paul, Paul Walker. Bud Kilmer plays probably one of the best villains in any sports movie. 100%. You know, so that one has to get mentioned. A couple other names, too, that we'd. Didn't mention that. I feel like cover one name. Need to
1: other honorable mention.
0: Go ahead, Benny the Jet Rodriguez
1: from the Benny Sun. the
0: Jet. Absolutely, absolutely. You have to mention Benny the Jet. I mean, that Dodgers hat. It's just, it's just an iconic image. You know, everybody knows that that image. Yeah, he's he's definitely a name that deserved to be on there. And again, you know, this was more of a personal top five for the two of us. Um, I at least for me, it was. You it know, definitely would, was for me. I would take Happy Gilmore over any name that you give me, you know, and yeah, again, that includes Rocky. You know, I know Rocky is probably, if you ask a thousand people if they've heard of Happy Gilmore or Rocky, most of them are probably, have probably heard of both, but I guarantee everybody's heard of Rocky. So oh. he probably deserves to be number one. But again, for me personally, and just like with Julius Campbell for you, Happy Gilmore has to be number one. Um, But a couple other ones that we... Do need to mention Jesus Shuttlesworth from He Got Game, played by Ray oh, Allen. Yeah, iconic oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. Denzel Washington, great movie. He Ray Allen was amazing in that. And I'm I know I, I don't remember off the top of my head who the other two were, but I know there were two other names that were supposed to play Jesus in that movie. I believe Kobe Bryant was one of them. I believe Kobe Bryant was one of the names that was supposed to play Jesus. But he did not want to. He he did not want to shoot a movie during his his training training time. That was you know when he got better and worked on his game, and he didn't want to sacrifice that to make a movie. I believe it was Kobe, and if it was, how how fitting would that have been to have Kobe Bryant played Jesus?
1: Man, I'm telling I mean, you, I just just thinking about it.
0: Exactly, exactly. That would have been that would have been awesome. But yeah, Ray Allen was great in there. Jesus Shuttlesworth, another name too uh, from the same movie that I had mentioned earlier, Shooter McGavin. ooh, Great villain. We're talking about villains. Great villain. Definitely deserves a mention here, as does you you mentioned Billy Hoyle. Sidney Dean from White Men Can't Jump. Uh Sticking with the basketball name, Monica Wright from Love and Basketball, one of my favorite movies of all time. Another iconic basketball movie. And I think the one that I'm honestly surprised
1: we could also bring up any of the players from uh Coach Carter.
0: Anybody from Coach Carter, exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. And another name too, like I was just gonna say that I don't that I'm I'm sorry, that I'm surprised that neither one of us mentioned, and I'm surprised that we're mentioning him towards the end. Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Talladega Nights. I know Yeah, the movie's not that old. When you think icons, you think a little bit older. But let's be honest, that movie became an instant classic right out the bat. Everybody knew lines from that movie. Everybody was quoting that movie. People still quote that movie. I know you do. I still do. And it's not even probably in my top 10 for best sports movies. But that character, Ricky Bobby... Deserves the respect. He deserves to be mentioned with the other honorable mentions. I can't agree more. Um,
1: And also, since we're on the topic, if you guys ever want us to do any kind of cool, fun fantasy drafts, shout us out in the comments.
0: Absolutely, Um, yeah. We we love doing this. Yeah, if you guys got any other fun ideas, like I said, this one just kind of randomly came to me. Um, If you want us to do longer ones and, and get some more names out there, we can do that as well uh, we figured we'd start it small and and see how you guys felt about it but yeah i I like this one I thought it went really well i I have to admit I think my five would take your five especially, I mean, in, a fight, your five especially a in a fight especially in a fight considering five. I have rocky but you know
1: I think your five were a little newer but uh, I can make an argument but yeah we'll'll we'll, we'll
0: absolutely uh, I, I agree yeah. you have a little you have a little age on your side which again, like I mentioned earlier, I think I underestimated the fact when I said this was an all time list. I think I underestimated the fact that you were going to take the all time so literal. And I honestly expect, I honestly expected you to go a little more new school. So that's a, that's something I'm going to to keep in mind for next time, but I'm glad to know that I was able to get my top five on my list. I'm surprised that I was able to, uh, I think I snuck Bobby Boucher from the water boy in.
1: in. I think, I think out of all the ones you had, that was the one that stung the most. That's the, that's the, I had a, I had a, I had a strategy and uh, didn't want to take him too early. Probably could have gone LaMotta a little late, like you said, but wanted to give him his credit where credit was due.
0: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Billy Hoyle and Mox would have been the more reasonable second and third round pick and LaMotta and Beeman being the fourth and fifth round pick. I feel like that would have been safer for you, but, It all worked out. We got the, got the five we wanted and yeah, I'm happy with it. Like we said, though, if you guys have any other cool ideas, throw it out in the comments. You know, when we make this post, let me know if you got any cool ones. This is going to be the end of episode 11. Stick around for next week. We will be covering the rest of the NHL Stanley cup finals. We will be talking about the NBA championship, who the winner is. And Also covering the NBA draft, which is next Thursday night, I believe, at 7. So make sure you stay tuned for that. That's going to be a good one. Lots of talent coming in this year. We'll definitely preview that next week.
1: Well, folks, that's going to do it for us. And as always, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the Ebony.
0: And my name is Nick, and I'm the Ivory. Thanks for listening.